Bing, we're live. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Jonathan Cogan Show. It's great to be with you. I'm your host, obviously, Jonathan Cogan. We're live on Rumble. Ownership Economy is the channel, or search the Jonathan Cogan Show. Subscribe, Out Podcast, Spotify, do the thing, share it, whatever. All right, let's get into the juice, the juicy fruit of the day. So what's going on? All right, here we go. Tell you point blank. We are in fifth generation warfare. We are at war with China. China's own public records on their news stations say they are at war with us. You just didn't know that you were at war with them. Fifth generation warfare. Do your research. We are currently at war with the Chinese Communist Party. That's just what's going on. Okay. They have three different tactics. It's manipulation of the media, psychological warfare. It's anything that avoids combative, like, like, um, how you picture a war of combat. They don't do it that way. Okay. They are, that's why all this crazy stuff's going on in the media, the manipulation of information, all this stuff, social media. This is war. That's what's going on. Now, why is this all going on? Well, okay. They're obviously trying to collapse our economy. They, in their, uh, and they teach us in their schools and their, in, like in their uh, grade school and colleges, they teach that there can only be one superpower. You cannot coexist with the United States. It's just the Chinese Communist Party. And that's it. You got to take out the U.S. You cannot coexist according to their books and their education. That is what they believe. I'm not saying right or wrong. That's just what's going on. Now, everything that's they 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 actually said COVID nineteen is a weapon of war, or or no, they, they said COVID nineteen is war, or was a was a sign of war, or whatever. So we are. Uh, I believe this is the final war. I think this is the war of the Great Awakening that frees humanity once and for all. And we probably end up going to Bitcoin. Anyways, I'm going to get into that right now. People have been asking me about finance, money, economy. This is what this is all doing. This is all a huge cover-up from 2008 until now. They did quantitative easing. They saved the system. They didn't let the markets collapse. Well, guess what? We've been living on borrowed time since 2008 in a fake economy, okay? Just pumping money into the system. They pumped 40% of all money in circulation in the U.S. dollar in the last two years, okay? You can't just keep printing money, baby, and just think the world's okay. This is it. It's over. Okay. The ride is over. We are changing to a new system because the system you knew, if you're in America, by the way, if you're in Australia, if you're in Germany, you're Europe or the European Union or elsewhere or China, whatever. Well, you're probably not getting us there. Saudi Arabia got a lot of Saudi Arabia, by the way, you guys made us, I know we got listeners to Saudi Arabia. You made us look like fools, like straight up. If anyone hasn't, hasn't seen that clip where they're like Reuters, the, 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 the head of Saudi Arabia, whatever, the prince, whatever you call him. Sorry, no disrespect. But it was crazy. He's like, yeah, Reuters lied. And so I'm not taking questions from you. Next. <laughs> just straight up. So the U.S. looks like clowns on the world stage. That's just fact. Okay. So Saudi Arabia did a good one to us. That was so if you're in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, that was that was legit. That was good. We're just pro-human on this podcast. We don't we don't affiliate with a specific country. You just dominated in that press conference. So uh, this is all a cover-up. It's a cover-up for the system that's collapsing. The U.S. dollar, all currencies, U.S. dollar will be the last one that fails because it's the world reserve currency, but all the currencies are failing. We are in a currency crisis. There's a million sources if you look for it, but if you watch Bloomberg or you watch Kramer, who's wrong about everything, he'll tell you to buy Credit Suisse or Swiss or whatever you call it, even though it's on the verge of collapse. Bank of England literally Almost just collapsed three days ago, but they saved it. For how long? Not that long. This is all collapsing in front of your eyes. It's a crazy time. It's a good time. Most people will sadly lose everything, but we will come out as free humans. Like humanity is going to be free. And I know you feel it. And I know you know, and you feel this podcast, you sure as hell know it. 
this is the great awakening. This is the ultimate great awakening of great awakenings of great awakenings. That is what's going on here. You feel it. I feel it. Everyone knows it. The whole system and corruption is being exposed. And literally, it's an information warfare. That's what's going on. I'm going to... Now, you don't need me to describe what's going on with the central banks and the bigger picture. I'm going to let an expert talk to you about this. This is one of the best... uh, conversations about it on the Jay Martin show. Check out the Jay Martin show. And uh, basically, uh, very simply put, I you are you ready? Are you ready to know why the last few years have been chaotic? Because this is what's happening underneath that they don't want you to see. Keep looking over here. Look over here. Nuclear war. Look over there. Now that's, listen, that could happen. But still, look over here. Look over here. Oh my God, Putin, 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 Putin. Look, listen, Putin's not a good guy, obviously. But keep looking at him. Don't look at anything else. Just look at him. Trust me. We're the good guys always. We've never done bad. The U.S. is this. We are the angels from heaven. We've never bombed Middle Eastern countries for no reason. We're not a part of a, your, uh, a war that's starving children in Yemen. With Saudi. Come on. That's false. That's fake news. Go listen to CNN. Okay. Real talk. That's real news. You're just not supposed to know it. But on this podcast, we expose the truth because that's what needs to happen. So listen to this. Uh, this brief, this is by Andy Sheckman. Very, very good. Just one. Very, 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 very good. Um, he thinks gold and silver are going to free us. Yeah. I think it's gonna be a combination of all of them. I think most people that will be holding us dollars are going to lose everything in the next few years. Uh, but it, it, we'll see how long it takes. I think it might be happening faster than usual, but take a listen to this and use your critical thinking skills and then be smart. That's simple. Very simple. So here we go. This is one of the best takes. This is very, very good. Get ready to understand why the world is messed up. Here we go. So I'd like to, to take you and your listeners down uh, a rabbit hole, if you will. It may take about 10 minutes, but it's a progression of events that I have seen. And I would you know, venture to say you may be the only person that will have heard about many of these things that I'm talking about. Not the only person, but someone who's uh, in tune enough to understand. But when I gave my presentation at at Rick's event here a few weeks ago, I started out by saying, look, um, I want you to ask yourself honestly, as I go through these mile markers or these signposts that I will show you along the way, how many of these things have you really heard about? And if you Google them, you'll see they're all true. But most people have no idea what's coming, and I think, I think this is um, this is what is going to catch so many people off guard. So let me start by bringing us back to 2017, and we'll go from there to where we are today. And and I want people to think about the comment that Klaus Schwab made, this great reset. When he said it in 2019, I thought the guy was a fool, but the more I think about it, I wonder was he really. Um, I also would like to start with the premise, and it was similar to our last conversation, and that premise is that the Fed won't get tough on inflation. The Fed has no desire to be written about in history books for blowing up the entire American way of life. They created it. They pointed to a villain with with Putin as being the cause of inflation, when indeed that is not the cause of inflation. Inflation is an increase in the money supply always, and, and coupled with the decrease in production, that is the last three years in this country. No production, increase in the money supply. There's your inflation. And 
you know, Putin and, and the war in the Ukraine may, may be slightly exacerbated price inflation, but it has nothing to do with it. So the premise is the Fed isn't going to get tough on inflation, but realizes we are in a bad place. So I'm going to take you down this rabbit hole, and we're going to keep in mind the back of our mind this great reset, and we'll see where it leads us. And I'll let you decide for yourself. So in 2017, we were after, at this point, uh, at, at six years of a bear market in precious metals. And it had peaked in 2011 with $1,915 gold and $50 silver. And from that point forward, slid down a hill for six straight years. In 2017, it was a very um, difficult time to own a precious metals company. And that's, that's when had, I cut my teeth in this industry, Andy. It was right when that waterfall fell off the cliff. <laughs> well, then, then you've got strong fingertips, brother, and you learn to hang on. And that's what we've done over 33 years, real strong fingertips and hang on until you see it change. But I'll tell you something, um, 2017 was the worst year ever to, to own a metals company because at this point, you not only had a stock market that was doing great, you had gold that had slid six years in a row, and now all of a sudden you got Bitcoin really starting to take off. And my entire career, if we take 2017 out of the equation, one out of every one or 200 transactions we do are people selling metals. Most of the time, it's the opposite. People are buying metals, and the very... The very nature of precious metals is you hold it, give it to your kids or your grandkids. Most people don't sell, but 2017 was capitulation. People were aggravated because supposedly this new thing called Bitcoin was supposedly cut from the same type of cloth that gold was. And why was it going straight up? And yet gold was, in fact, meandering and going down. At the same time, we had central banks over the previous six years, other than China and Russia and India, the main central banks, the European ones in particular, were all net sellers of gold, and that never made sense to me. So here we are in 2017, and we now take a, a trip down this road, this linear progression of events that in and of themselves, there's a term called the fallacy of composition, where the individual parts in and of themselves are not as significant as putting them all together and looking them as a whole. And that's what I've done. So 2017, something interesting happened. At the end of all of this selling and capitulation, the German Bundesbank, who had tried for the two years, perhaps three previous, quietly to repatriate their gold from the New York Federal Reserve, made a huge stink of it and said, hey, that's it. We want all of our gold sent back to us this year. Send it back. And no later than 2020, we want all of our gold back. You see, real quick, just as a footnote, um, the U.S. has been holding most of the world's gold because at the end of World War II, we told the governments of the world, hey, we'll hold your gold and we will guarantee that we will pay you $35 an ounce for it whenever you want. Right. So what a lot of these countries did is they would give us their gold, but we would pay them 35 bucks an ounce for it. They would take the proceeds and put it into treasuries. And those treasuries would yield a return on a non-interest bearing asset um, and heck, they could always return it for 35 bucks an ounce anyway. That was until 1971. How, how so, much of uh, the, the safety um, opportunity would have encouraged that? Because you've got a continent like Europe, which is continually fallen into war, right? And borders get crossed and countries blow up, whereas the United States huge. dominates the continent coast to coast, friendly neighbors, north and south. So you could say it's kind of like it's a safe for the world. That's yeah, exactly what it was. Not only was it, it was a safe that you could always get your, your goal back for what you paid for, but you were getting a return on something that wasn't yielding a return. It was That was all of it. And, of course, in, in at, at the tail end of the Vietnam War, the Gaul from France 
realized we were kind of cheating and, and printing more dollars than we said to fund the Vietnam War. And he sent warships to New York Harbor filled with dollars and said, give us back our gold. And, and we did. And we lost probably half of the gold held at the Treasury. And that is exactly when Nixon closed the gold window, rendering the dollar completely and totally fiat. Now, I'm going to come back to this point in a moment because this is really a very important part. In fact, let's just jump ahead before I continue down this progression, and I will ask a question. And you don't have to answer, Jay, because you probably know, but most people don't. When I ask the question, what makes the dollar the world reserve currency, most people have no clue. They say the army. They, they say all sorts of things, military. They, no, rarely does anyone understand that the dollar is the world reserve currency because three years after the gold window closed in 71, Henry Kissinger flew to Saudi Arabia and said to the Saudi kingdom, we will protect you and we will provide you military assistance. We will provide you munitions. No one will ever mess with you again. But for that privilege, OPEC will denominate oil globally in dollars, period. And, and for the past 50 years, that's been the case. We have protected the Saudi kingdom. And for that privilege, oil has been sold exclusively in dollars, literally for the past 50 years. Now, I'm going to stop right here because this is where the pivot happens. But let's go back. 2017, the German Bundesbank says, give us back our gold. And we did. But finally, they got their gold back. But within a few months of that happening, Jay, the Bank of Austria, the Bank of Hungary, Bank of Turkey, the Czech National Bank, uh, the Dutch National Bank, all of these banks said, give us back our gold too. Not just from the New York Fed, but also the Bank of England. And they all wanted their gold repatriated. Now, the interesting thing about all of these banks, the majority of them, with the exception really of Germany, are banks in the European Union who have, for the last six or seven years, been massively accumulating gold, but they're the ones that don't trade the euro. They're in the union, but they all trade their own currencies. This is significant also in a moment. But the bottom line is you have all of these banks that say, hey, give us back our gold. Now, the following year, those same banks bought more gold after being net sellers for years previous, bought more gold as a group than they did in the 60 years previously combined. And so now all of a sudden you have banks repatriating their gold and going on a buying spree. Now my attention is really starting to, 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 to get peaked. And uh, it's hard not to notice this because it had been a complete 180 degree turn. 2019, those numbers are up 100%. So you have massive, massive gold accumulation. And in 2019, the very first biggest event of my career happens. Most people don't know this, and, and I think it's by design. But the Bank of International Settlements, who's located in Basel, Switzerland, they are the, the central bank, uh, central banker's central bank. They reclassified gold as the world's only other tier one reserve asset. Now, let me say that one more time. From 1944 until 2019, there's been, as far as central banks are concerned, one tier one reserve, and that's been U.S. dollars and treasuries, a riskless asset. Now, out of nowhere, they say gold's tier one. Why did they choose gold? You know, everyone always in my industry said it would be a special drawing rights from the IMF, which is uh, 195, 200 countries from around the world that would contribute uh, and coalesce and form a a, a, a new special drawing rights that, that could be issued in replace of the dollar to give it uh, uh, if there were problems with the dollar or a tier one asset like a special drawing rights from the IMF. Well, that didn't happen. 
out of nowhere, they raise gold to a tier one status. Now, do you think the front running by these European banks and the accumulation, the repatriation had anything to do with knowledge that the BIS was going to reclassify gold as tier one? I would argue that it was, that they take care of themselves. Can you, can you tell me what is, what is the significance of that? So what is the significance of the BIS raising gold to a tier one asset? Because it is the only other tier one asset in the world. It is a riskless asset. Um, and it is, in other words, used for collateral. It is something that on their balance sheet um, is on par with cash. And, you know, for all of the years prior to that, gold was a tier three asset which meant only 50% of it could be calculated on a balance sheet, which would undermine the, the ability to sell, uh, sell bonds or to transact international business. This is one of the reasons why, until that point, the central banks were selling it. So this is a, this is a big deal. This is a big deal. And I'm gonna, I, I just want to make sure, because I think I clicked off of it, so I'm going to X out and go back in. But... Do you see how all these events are tied together? How none of this is just chaos or happening by chance? I mean, come on. This is all by design, but I'll, I won't interrupt. And by the way, speaking at the beginning of the podcast about Saudi Arabia, just flipping, flipping the bird, giving the finger to the U.S., look how it all ties together, but he's going to get into that. So let's continue. Because they figure, hey, it's tier three asset. It denigrates our balance sheet, costs money to store, pays no interest. Let's sell it, buy treasuries, get a return, put it in equities, get a return on all of our, our, our central bank funds. And then out of nowhere, they reclassify it tier one. Now, this is a very, very, very big deal. They're basically calling it as good as cash. Um, never had that before. So now things start to get really, really interesting. Um, also in 2019, we see something starting to rear its head. Signpost number two. Most people don't know about this. The Chinese Belt Road and Rail Initiative. Um, it's the largest infrastructure project in human history. It's the Panama Canal on steroids. It is connecting, it's Asia's way, China's way of connecting Asia, Africa, parts of Europe, the also road. And Jay, you have to understand that this is 75% of human population. Um, this is 45% of global GDP. Uh, before industrialization, and almost all of it is settling on the new Chinese digital yuan. So you have all of these contracts settling on a new system usurping the dollar. Almost 20 billion in successful transactions, let's call it a beta test, digital yuan, have already been transacted, even through the Winter Olympics in Beijing. They are using this new digital yuan to settle the contracts that is encompassing 75% of human population in the United States is not part of it. Very, very, very big deal. I'm going to put all these things together for you in a minute. So now things are getting really interesting. Um, and again, common theme of, um, in my opinion, starvation of gold and repatriation, remover of removal of counterparty risk, and then infrastructure programs that are, are, are surrounding the majority of human population, and yet the dollar is not part of it. The dollar is being left out of it. 2020 comes along, uh, and there's our group of traders 
that are now listed on the COMEX Commitment of Traders report that were never there before. They are by offices. In 2020, these others took more silver off the COMEX market than we had seen in the previous 10 years before. They took more gold off the COMEX market in 2020, delivered off of, take possession of, which is highly unusual, never happened before. Typically, one settle will roll over. Now, all of a sudden, you're seeing extraordinary large decade size with the market than the Bank of Japan holds in their official holdings. Massive drawdowns. Now, things are really getting crazy because not only are the central banks repatriating their gold, and buying it. But now you have the most sophisticated exact same thing. So, oh, very, very interesting. And also in 20 system, when the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, which accumulated at Bretton Woods in 1944, comes out publicly on their website and says, we want a new system website. So you have have 200 countries from around the world saying we, we want a new dollar system or a new Bretton Woods. So this common thread of pushback and pulling away from the dollar is becoming more and more and more accentuated. But it really starts to get crazy in 2021. We see massive gold accumulation by Russia, Japan, Brazil, um, Poland, China, of course, they're all massively accumulating gold in 2021. But signpost number three happens September of 2021. And I view this of all. And that is now, if you grew up in the United States, um, Jay. What happened in Afghanistan is something that never would have happened in a country that I grew up in. Um, and as a patriot, I am a true patriot. Um, I was embarrassed at that moment to be an American. Um, I was embarrassed for our country. I was humiliated by the actions of our administration who left behind enemy lines. That would never happen in the country that I grew up in. Fought for us. Who had friends who died for us after we went and we turned over their biometrics to the Taliban. And so you're talking betrayal at the, the ultimate level. Now they're in of this announcement. And this is where things start to get really real. And that is that the day we announces a joint military cooperation agreement with Russia. Now, wait a second. Wasn't it United States protecting the Russia that, that gave us the petrol status? Could have sworn that it was. The day after that, Nigeria makes the same announcement. We're now being protected by Russia. The day after that, in a Zero Hedge article, Russia comes out and says, we have outfitted all of our nuclear-powered submarines with hyper That was their way of saying, don't mess with us the way that you did with Hussein and Gaddafi. 
The day after that, the State Department releases a, 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 a article saying they are very concerned about this new technology. These are the missiles that fly up way up in the atmosphere and go Mach 10 and hit the ground at the speed of an asteroid, can't be knocked down, and we don't possess the technology. They came out in public and said, is, is Is troubling. So now we're, we're at, at, at a reserve status is the protection of the Saudi kingdom. And now all of a sudden in on our territory and protecting the Saudi kingdom. Subsequently, we have now seen Nigeria come out and declare that they are selling their oil-nominated bond. One bond. This Bond nominated immediately convertible into doing the same thing. And if they say we're they're doing it, so they're selling their oil to China for a yuan denominated bond that they can immediately work into gold on the Shanghai Gold Exchange. And this is why I believe, Jay, that the Shanghai Gold Exchange has delivered upwards ends of 90 to 100 times more gold over the last few years in the COMEX market has. This is how countries like Iran said they are on pace to join the BRICS nations. Um, step sanction oil to China for the yuan denominated and immediate gold on the Shanghai Gold Exchange and take possession of it. Things are starting to get really concerning. 2022 rolls around and my question to the public is, because our leaders, they have to understand the consequences, whether being intended or unintended, and that is, if that is not our, our privilege, most of which And we sanction them and freeze their assets. What do you think a country like China, who has sold 120 billion of our bonds over the last seven months, they start thinking, hmm, incentivized de dollarization, I believe, to. Uh, uh, the open arms of the Chinese and their SIPS system. Incentivize the world. Then, since then, we have Turkey coming out and say they want to buy Russian energy and other currencies like their own currency, other than the U.S. Um, India, where their largest trading partner came out and said, the uh, price in rupee. Now, Russia make unilateral trade agreement, agreements in energy in rupee. All of these agreements moving away from the dollar, we have seen, well, I believe, uh, is really the very frightening things. Turkey saying that 
that they want to join the BRICS nations. We come out a month ago and say, we are contemplating joining the BRICS nations. Now, here again, when you say contemplate, have the balls to go to the Mexican for oil when we are openly blowing up their way of life by going green and moving away from combustion engine and fossil fuels. He didn't ask for that. He went there to beg them not to join the BRICS nations. We saw Russia and China say we we are now in issuing, the BRICS nations are now issue, issuing a coalesced currency to challenge for world reserve. This was just a few weeks ago. You're seeing all of these countries because I think that when you um, when you put all these things together, they, they make a, a very a great reset. So if we take a repatriate, you see massive accumulation by all of the, from China, India, and all of the Eurozone. And they will join the union, such as uh, uh, Hungary and, and to see the Belt Road Initiative, the largest infrastructure project, digital yuan, or seven currency that I believe. Perhaps for world reserve. Maybe not the digital one, but maybe the conglomerate deals being made that is usurping the dollar. You are seeing the dollar hegemony. Nigeria is being protected by, by Russia. Nigeria is part of the Belt Road Initiative, also being protected by China countries including Venezuela and Iran and Algeria, Turkey, Egypt, Saudi Arabia, all either join the BRICS or say we are on our way to joining the BRICS. When you put all of these countries together, you're talking almost 90% of human population, all moving away from the U.S. dollar. You look at Canada, the U.S., they are all based on a sister just say the former head of the, but a member of the New York Fed Reserve. We are entering Bretton now. Let's try and put all of this in. Close Schwab said. There'll be a great reset. You'll own nothing and you'll be happy. I thought it was foolhardy. Well, let's put it in perspective. Over the last, um, then the entire history of the United States for it, um, they have uh, blown up the, 
All of this money at the lowest interest rates in human history play into stocks, bonds, and real estate, where distortions and misallocations and resources and capital created no price discovery, where homes can double or triple in a year, where equity portfolios can double or triple in a year, where cryptocurrencies can go up tenfold. Everyone feels wealthy in this environment. You push Russia out of SWIFT. All of a sudden, you see a coalition of 90% of human power striking a grand issue, a new world reserve, a dollar hegemony. So it was now being protected by Russia, selling six nations, selling their oil to how does it all blow up? Well, this is how it all blows up. And this is why I think inflation becomes a massive problem. And remember what I said earlier, the Fed ain't going to do anything about this. But what if they're behind it? What if they knew that by trudging down this road and weaponizing the dollar would set off or catalyze a series of events? Making the whole world say, are we next? Are they going to do this to us? I know China's thinking, their eyes set on on uh, on Taiwan. They're not going to buy our bonds anymore. How does it all blow up? Here's how it blows up. Saudi Arabia joins the BRICS nations. And by the way, before I even finish this, think of the RICs and BRICS, Russia, China, India, South Africa. They're the largest producers and accumulators of gold in the world. And so I want you to understand when we talk about the digital yuan, which has now done a beta test for three years, four years, uh, to, to the tune of almost $20 billion in transactions. What if all these countries who are coalescing pledge gold to a new distributed ledger technology that has already been beta tested that works? And, and what if that new BRICS nation... ...is pegged to prove that convertible currencies convert, but... What if they use distributed ledger technology to pass? Distributed ledger. So let me reset. It's very simple. Saudi Arabia. Hey, U.S., thank you. Wonderful ride. Um, we appreciate all you've done for us over the last 50 years. But we have decided now as a new member of the BRICS nations, China, we have decided that we are going to open up oil purchases in multiple currencies from Europe and U.S. dollars and maybe a few others. If you realize that every in order Pathetic demand for the dollar, creating what is called the petrodollar. Most of these countries despise the West, have no intention or desire to own U.S. dollars, but have been forced to. The dollar, the next, and then it's like trading places where Mercel. Because the price is collapsing. 
the dollar globally as it no longer has to be held for energy settlement and answers will follow suit to not get capped by the fall of the dollar. All of those dollars collapsing conflation, those dollars What happens to interest rates in that moment? They go to massively higher interest rates to compensate for the same power. Stocks, bonds, and real estate are inversely correlated to what? A massive rise in interest rates that the Federal Reserve doesn't want to mess with. So how do you have a great reset? So I other currencies because the infrastructure is in place, the relationships are in place, is together, and they are going to issue a new currency. And I will, why did they go gold, tier one asset in gold? Why did they classify gold as tier one? Who's the nations are? They are. And currency that that works and distributed ledger technology for the whole whole world to see the immutability of all of the gold and commodities to a new currency. And when that happens, real estate vaporizes in a matter of minutes. There is your great reset. Not to ridiculously high levels, and when rates. Everything collapses, and the Fed can stand back and say, those sons of bitches, those BRICS nations blew everything up. We never did this. We were trying to get tough on inflation, but what did they do? They created hyperinflation. They ruined everything for us. And everyone in the United States who feels wealthy in their 401k and in their home um, level down to a common denominator. And that system truly is. So going back, there is not, not a single currency on the planet that can rise not an economy. This has been aided by keeping nine trillion. You take that out of the equation, it's not so robust, but it's still better than nations. 90% of human population, all the commodities, and the desire to break free of the Western hegemony comes a religious experience in this country as rates go to the moon, the dollar collapse, and the inversely correlated assets to rising rates. Close concern is, and this is why I believe that the Fed probably understands what's going to happen and have a hundred and thirty trillion dollars in funded a trillion seconds ago was thirty one thousand six hundred it's just a matter of how it plays out and I think the Fed realizes that it's either death by it but 
But if the market does it for them, being a band-aid. Instead that of focusing is... on there you have it. Listen, if you're in America, which is well, I think it's only like fifty eight percent of the audience, but if you're in America, you gotta come to grips that we're in a massive cycle. The dollar's collapsing. If you're holding dollars and you're in Europe or you're in Australia or somewhere else, the West is collapsing. The Great Reset is obviously not a conspiracy theory, but you know that by now. And all of this is according to plan. Now, will it happen? I don't know. He's saying the Fed won't raise interest rates. On this podcast, we have strong beliefs in the dollar milkshake theory where he said it's death by inflation or death by depression. I think they're going to do death by depression, actually, and because their only shot to keep the dollar strong is to massively raise interest rates and collapse all the other economies in the world. That's the only shot they have. If they do that fast enough, the dollar can get strong enough that all of the other economies can collapse too quickly. That is why China just issued um, in their media or uh, internationally to start to de-dollarize, de-dollarize. And you have the United Nations, the corrupt United Nations saying, stop, halt, don't raise interest rates so, so fast. You're going to collapse you know, other economies. Death by inflation or death by depression. So you bet your ass. I got a lot of gold and silver now, baby. Tons of Bitcoin, obviously. Ethereum uh, it can go both ways. Um, but you better look into this. You better look into this. This is the real topic at hand here. You won't learn this anywhere else. You won't be told the truth anywhere else because everyone will panic and an uproar will happen. And that's how you have revolutions. That is literally how you have revolutions, okay? Every country is on the brink of a revolution. Have you looked at the world? Do you see what's going on? Do you feel if you're in America like things are really messed up? Because they are, okay? We are going through crazy changing times. Now, not that you asked, but my opinion is this. It's either going to be an AI totally surveyed world where like the, the CCP system that they have where they survey you, you got carbon credits, you have no freedom, they tell you how to spend your money, or we're going into the first time ever that humanity is free. I mean, free. We're not free now. We have privileges. This is the breakoff that they talk about in the sovereign individual. This is that breakoff. This is the first time, and I believe in it. It makes me like cry sometimes. I get teary-eyed. I think humanity, for the first time ever in this last stage, in the information age, in the fourth industrial revolution, whatever you want to call it, Humanity is going to be freed because we are going to go to a Bitcoin. We're going to go to a perfectly decentralized currency. We're going to control and be our own custodians over the money. And nobody's going to regulate us. And as a global world, we're going to be free. I swear I believe that. Can you see it? I can feel it. It's literally going to either you're going to be a slave of the system forever surveyed up to your ass. Or you're going to be literally free unlike any human that came before us ever. This is it. We are in it. It's a crazy time to be alive. It's awesome. It's so real, though. Like, once you get into this stuff, it's so real. So I'll play more of that later. That's what's happening. Those are the two major things at play. It's freedom for humanity or slavery for humanity. That's what's going on here. You are in a war with the East, with China. If you're in the U.S. and, you know, in Europe and Australia, you're in a war. You just didn't know it. But that's why all your information and media is manipulated and all this stuff. Okay, it's all by design. 
We need to rise up. We need to get this information to people. We need to wake up the world before the collapse happens, before the Great Reset. And we need to take our freedom, baby. This is it. This is it. I'm telling you, this is it. All right. Subscribe to the Jonathan Kogan Show. Share the Jonathan Kogan Show. Wherever you get your podcasts, go to Rumble. Uh, search Ownership Economy as a channel or go in the, the show notes and click it and subscribe. Bing. And uh, until tomorrow. This is amazing, right? This is amazing. What a time to be alive. Information is paramount. This is an information war. Please get that out there. All right. I love you. Have an amazing day, an amazing night, wherever you are in the world. Saudi Arabia, if you're listening to Saudi Arabia, because we got some fans there, kudos. You kicked our ass. The world is looking at you now. We're watching, baby. But we're all on the same team, baby. We're all on the same team in the end. And I know you know that. That's why you listen to the podcast. Okay. Have an amazing day, night, whatever. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Love you. Bye. It's amazing. Oh, no. Is it not going to stop?